I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Nung huling episode, nalaman natin kung paano nakakatulong ang savings club sa ating mga manging isda. Nakakapagtayo sila ng bahay at negosyo, at napapag-aral ang mga anak nila. Nakilala rin natin si Chris Lomboy, ang Director ng Financial and Market Inclusion ng Rare Philippines. At kuinento niya sa atin na ang Savings Club ay isa pang paraan para alagaan ang kalikasan. Isang patuloy na po rito ang ginawang dagyaw sa kadagatan sa Bindoy Negros Oriental kung saan nagmobilasal tayo ng lahat ng membro o kasapi ng Savings Club sa munisipyo para magkaroon ng coastal cleanup at saka magkaroon ng mangrove reforestation. Sa mangroves nabubuhay ang napakaraming marine life at ang pagyabong ng habitat na to ay may papel sa pagtugon sa usapan ng climate change. Tuklasin natin kung paano nangyayari ito. Ako si Macy Hoven at ito ang Sa Fish My Forever, a podcast on small-scale fisheries and its impact on communities. Brought to you by Rare Philippines in partnership with Puma Podcast. Pumunta tayo sa Del Carmen, isang fifth-class municipality sa Siargao Island, Surigao del Norte. Kilala natin ang Siargao Island para sa magaganda niyang beaches at sa world-class na surfing. Pero alam nyo bang itong pinakamalaking protected area under the National Integrated Protected Area System Act? Dahil yan sa mga landscapes at seascapes nito, kabilang na ang mangrove forests, na karamihan ay mahanap mo sa Del Carmen. Sa Del Carmen namin nakilala si Elvi, isang eco-guide sa mangrove forest. Ako si Elvin here. Isa ako ka-eco-guide rin sa Del Carmen. I am a Del Carmen nun. So, ang ako trabaho dere is mag-give na informations about the mangroves sa local tourist or foreign tourist. Bali, importante ang mangroves sa pagpanisla kay tungod and Importante ang mangroves sa fisheries because they serve as the nursery for fish. Marami talagang isdang pwedeng mahuli sa mangrove forest. The mangrove forest is important for the community dahil dito marami ang isda na galing mismo sa aming lugar. Siyempre, pag marami ang isda na available rito sa aming lugar, hindi na namin kailangan pumunta sa iba pang lugar para bumili ng isda. Kasi nga, marami na ang isda rito dahil sa mangroves. Nangingitlog ang mga mature na isda sa mangrove forest. Kapag maliliit pa ang mga isdang to, dito muna sila nakatera. Tapos, paglaki nila, lalangoy na sila patungong open sea at iba pang mga marine habitat tulad ng coral reefs at seagrass beds. Marami pang dahilan kung bakit mahalaga ang mangroves bukod sa pagiging habitat kung saan nagsuspon ang mga isda. 
Kinausap namin si Jumar Hamis. Siya ang Program Chair ng BS Fisheries Program sa Surigao State College of Technology o SSCT. It is also important in the disaster risk concerns because it serves as a buffer for huge waves coming at us, especially in times of mga typhoon. It protects the entire land area because it serves as a buffer zone. Ibig sabihin, yung mga mangroves ay nagsisilbing harang o proteksyon ng coastal communities tuwing may bagyo. And also for the ecosystem, mangroves are filters no? because the discharges coming from land areas will be filtered from the mangrove areas so that less polluted water will be supplied to the open waters in the ocean, in the seas. At ano naman ang mangyayari kung walang mangroves? Paano na lang kung wala nang nagfi-filter sa polluted na tubig? Ang sagot? Eutrophication. Eutrophication uh, basically is the increase in nutrients in the environment, thereby increasing the growth of aquatic plants like the algae, especially the diatoms and dinoflagellates which are responsible for the harmful algal blooms, commonly known as red tide. The reason for the eutrophication is that There are a lot of nutrients being discharged to our coastal area. Say for example, the agricultural lands applies fertilizers, applies uh, pesticides, and many other chemicals to the rice fields. And those nutrients that are not being utilized by the plants or by the rice, it will be discharged towards the ocean or towards the coastal environment. So all that Again, itong chemicals na to ay napupunta sa tubig at nagiging sanhi ng algal bloom o yung tinatawag na red tide. Tapos, kinakain ito ng mga tinatawag na filter feeders of the ocean, tulad ng clams. Kaya hindi tayo kumakain ng tahong tuwing may red tide season. Kasi kapag kinain natin tong mga seafood na to, napupunta sa katawan natin yung toxins na kinain nila, at nalalason tayo. So we need to control or mitigate this scenario. So atong ipanalipda ng ato ang coastal environment, particularly on the discharge on the nutrients coming from agricultural lands or household sewages and many other discharges that may harm our coastal environment. Kung hindi nyo naintindihan yun, ang sinasabi ni Jumar ay kailangan nating i-rescue ang ating coastal environment mula sa pollutants na ito. Again, hindi sana malaking problema to kung malago at healthy ang mangrove forests natin. May isa pang bagay na ginagawa ang mangroves para mabawasan ang climate change. At ang tawag dito ay blue carbon. Blue carbon is basically a carbon stored in the coastal and marine ecosystem. We all know for a fact that our atmosphere has a lot of carbon dioxide. And uh, in order for this carbon dioxide to be used, we need terrestrial plants, terrestrial trees. Uh, in exchange for what they gave us, the oxygen, uh, we will provide them with carbon dioxide. Sa madaling sabi, kasama ng seagrass at iba pang mga tanim, ang mangroves ay nagsisilbing baga ng marine ecosystem. Iniipon nito ang sobra-sobrang carbon dioxide upang hindi makasira sa atmosphere at panatilihin na malinis ang hangin na kailangan natin sa paghinga. Mahalagang prosesong ito sa climate change adaptation. Sinisiguro din ng mangrove forests ang coastal protection para sa mga komunidad. Bukod pa rito, binibigyan pa sila ng food security. 
given the fact that ang mangroves ay ang habitat ng maraming alimango, isda at iba pang marine species. Ngayong alam na natin kung paano tayo pinoprotektahan ng mangroves, anong magagawa natin para tayo naman ang mag-alaga dito? Kilala ang Del Carmen para sa best practices sa larangang ito. Gumagamit sila ng ecosystem-based adaptation strategy sa pag-manage ng mangroves sa lugar nila. Heto ulit si Jumar. The goal of the ecosystem-based management is to maintain ecosystems in a healthy productive and resilient condition so they could provide the services that humans may need. Ideally, people are applying the traditional approach in fisheries management wherein they just focus on one species. Say, for example, there will be now decline of this species and some of their mitigations will need to inform the fisheries or the fisher folks that you have to stop catching this kind of species. And yet, it is not really effective because there are a lot of factors that affect the decline of a particular species. That is where the ecosystem-based approach comes in. A holistic way of managing the fisheries and the marine resources from the very base to the very apex of the food pyramid. Ang mangrove forest ay isa sa pinaka-productive na ecosystem sa mundo. Dito nakatera ang daan-daang organisms at species. Kung sa ibabaw ng tubig, mukha siyang kumpul-kumpul na puno, sa ilalim naman ay kabit-kabit na mga ugat. Parang spiderweb. Sa mga ugat na ito, nakatera ang mga marine species, samantalang sa mga puno, kumukuha ng pagkain ang mga ibon at iba't iba pang mga hayop. Ibig sabihin, nakasalalay sa kalusugan ng mangroves ang maraming seafood na kinakain natin. At kapag nasira to, hindi lang maapektuhan ang balance ng ecosystem na to kundi matatreten din ang food security natin. Kinausap namin si Vice Mayor Alfredo Cora II of Del Carmen, Surigao del Norte. The Del Carmen Mangrove Forest is approximately 5,000 hectares of contiguous mangrove forest, 44 of the 54 associates and varieties of uh, the mangrove species uh, in the world. With that, we have a very diverse flora and fauna, and uh, our 2,000-plus fisher folks and fishing communities including those that have been converted to become tourist boat operators, maximizing on this very unique uh, ecosystem that we have. There were a lot of activities that we have done to protect the mangrove forest and our fragile ecosystem. Uh, we made sure we have the right science to make the right decisions on what other activities can be done and cannot be done within this ecosystem. With the participation of the various stakeholders, from within Del Carmen and those that have a stake in Del Carmen, including organizations like RARE, we educated the community. It is very important that we win the people's uh, desire and interest of what the forest can do for them, not only in Del Carmen, but we have to educate also everybody that will visit Del Carmen and Shargao. Then we started to develop livelihood opportunities what can we do for them if they will continue to preserve and uh, protect this ecosystem? And in doing so, we were able to create very uh, 
successful livelihood opportunities, including our king crab program, which was launched in uh, Del Carmen, and uh, we produce very good tasting crabs. We launched an ecotourism program that is community-based that brings uh, our guests and tourists to experience nature at its best, uh, from the mangrove forest towards a very beautiful lagoon to some other islets within the municipality of Del Carmen. Para lalong maintindihan ng community kung bakit mahalaga ang mangroves sa pagtugon sa banta ng nagbabagong klima, itinatayo ngayon ang Siargao Climate Field School sa Del Carmen. Isa itong paaralan para sa mga magsasaka at mangingisda. Tinatansyang makukumpleto ito matapos ang tatlong taon. Gagamitin ng BS Fisheries Program at Bachelor of Agriculture Technology Program ng SSCT ang facility na to para sa research, monitoring at data collection. Inaasahang makakatulong ang pag-aaral na to sa food security, lalo na sa climate change adaptation and mitigation. Kinausap namin si Fidel Gonzalez, ang municipal agriculturist ng Del Carmen tungkol dito. Now we're in La Nina, so there's changes, so farmers can't prepare that much if they don't have that capacity to prepare. Now, for example, Right now we have more flooded farm areas. The farmers cannot foresee ba, no? what is coming because they are used to the traditional way, looking the sky, the new moon. So we need to prepare those who will be at risk no? because their source of income, their production is affected. It will really drag them down. This is one way to capacitate them no? with trainings, to mitigate or to adapt because they are the one that really receive the impact of climate change. So that's the goal also of the Climate Field School. At ito let's see Vice Mayor Coro. What we recognized in Del Carmen is that we have more fisher folks than farmers. If we have more fisher folks than farmers, then why are we not exploring the idea of how we can maximize the talents of these fisher folks and making sure that what they know and what they uh, they're skilled at can be aligned to have a sustainable process of ensuring livelihood for themselves and at the same time allowing the ecosystem to survive Para gumana ang mga bagong practice at system na binanggit natin, kailangan ng policies. Isa rito ay ang solid waste management sa Del Carmen. Ayon pa kay Sir Fidel. This year, I think, or last year, cargos, lunches, marine vessels, they are not allowed to renew their business permit if they don't have the solid waste management plan. Also, the airlines and airports. And also, we have this legislated coastal cleanup whole year na siya. Um, Meron din silang coastal resource management program. We have close season ordinance no? in which we will not allow fisher folks for a certain period of time to catch those specified in the ordinance. No? Or maybe... At alam nyo bang ang local government nagtalaga ng schedules kung saan lahat ng tao ay required na sumali sa coastal cleanups? Usually, tuwing holiday ito nagaganap. 
kinausap namin si Mang Jaril, isang dating illegal fisher na ngayon ay miyembro na ng Bantay Dagat. Paano ba nakatulong sa mga manging isda ang climate-centered policies na nabanggit natin? Ako kuman, so good sa... Magmula noong ma-implement ang mga polisiya, malaki na ang pinagbago kumpara sa dati. Noong nag-illegal fishing pa ako dati, nakita ko ang malaking damage sa coral. Kumonti rin ang isda dahil sa naglipa ng illegal fishing practices. Arangka... Ngayon, malaki na ang pagbabago mula nung sumali ako ng Bantay Dagat. Nakita ko yung magandang pagbabagong dulot ng tamang pagsasagawa ng mga polisiya. Ngayon, halos wala ng illegal fishing. Salamat sa inimplement naming mga policies noong pumasok ako ng Bantay Dagat. Marami na kaming nakikitang mga isda at malusog na ang mga corals. Ayon kay Mang Jaril, Nakatulong ang Bantay Dagat para masugpo ang illegal fishing. Isang malaking role ng Bantay Dagat ay ang pangangalaga ng Marine Protected Areas o MPAs. Dapat bantayan itong mga lugar na to dahil masagana ito sa corals at iba't ibang isda. Mahalagang trabaho ni Namang Jaril at mapanganib din. Sa pagkuha ng Bantay Dagat sa Maraming banta sa buhay namin bilang Bantay Dagat. Isa nga sa amin ay hinanting pa para patayin. Pinaulanan ng bala ang bahay niya. Pero, nagpatuloy lang kami sa aming trabaho para masiguro na walang illegal fishers at activity sa ating dagat. Kasama ni Mang Jaril ang marami pang miyembro ng iba't ibang coastal communities na committed sa pag-adopt ng practices na makakabuti sa kalikasan. Ginagawa nila ang lahat ng kanilang makakaya para mapangalagaan ang ating marine ecosystems. At para sa kanila, nagsisimula ito sa pagpapayabong ng mangrove forests. Patuloy akong nagsilbi bilang bantay dagat. Hindi ako sumuko dahil ang ginagawa ko ay para sa ikabubuti ng mga taong nakasalalay sa dagat para sa kabuhayan nila. Isa pa, para masiguro na ang mga susunod pang henerasyon ay makakakita at makakahuli pa ng maraming isda sa susunod na mga taon. At sabi pa nga ni Vice Mayor Coro, The forest that is existing for the longest time will still be there for the next few hundred years so that the continuous protection of our shores our people will be assured. It does not mean that we will not push for development. We just have to make sure that the development that we are looking into, including human settlement, food sustainability, are all accounted for. And there is a balance between what we need to get from our ecosystem and what the ecosystem can produce for all of us. Muli, ako si Macy Haven. Subscribe to Sa Fish, My Forever on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or Stitcher. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You're listening to the podcast Sa Fish, My Forever. Brought to you by Rare, a conservation NGO that supports local governments and national agencies in promoting climate resilience and coastal fisheries management in partnership with Puma Podcast. This episode was written by Raja Aisha and produced by me in collaboration with Griselle de la Cruz, Julius Gerhen, 
Yasmin Arquiza, and Rocky Sanchez Terona from Rare Philippines. It was edited by Nina Toralba. Thank you.